morning. Welcome to another episode of Opposing Views with Aini and Christelle. Hi, I'm Aini. Hi, I'm Christelle. We are here to have open and authentic conversations, even if these conversations can be really difficult to have. Yes, no bullshit, no judgment. Basically, just putting everything out there. So grab your cup of coffee, your tea, or even just a cup of water. Water is really important, by the way. And join us in today's conversation on parenting. So let's get talking. Parenting, um, an H.O. topic. Yeah. yeah. So, I think today's episode might be a little bit on the heavy side. Yeah, because um, we were just thinking, right, um, continuing from our last week conversation about whether we're going to choose career or family. And that kind of bring a reflection on how our own family, right, is being like. And I think we both has a very unique upbringing. Mm. Yeah. Tell us about you, Christelle. How is it like for you growing up? So I go first. <laughs> okay. Um, I was brought up by a single mom. Mm-hmm. So things were difficult mm-hmm. at home. Mm-hmm. My dad left it when I was eight years old. Mm-hmm. God. <laughs> God, oh, yeah. take a break. No, okay. Um, and then my, my brother was four. Mm-hmm. So, technically, I only had like eight years of remembering my dad. Mm-hmm. And then now I'm 23, almost 24. So it's been... I can't do math. 20, 24 minus 8 is? <laughs> 16 years. 16 years, yeah. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah, it's been 16 years and I've not been seen my dad. Mm. So it, it, um, it has been a very, very difficult childhood for you growing up and um, all you have is your mom. Yeah, single-handedly bring you up, and I can I can see that you know um, not having your dad at such a tender age has hurt you a lot, and it's still hurting, right? <laughs> oh my god! Well, like I only at this time I'm crying already. What the hell? <laughs> okay, no matter how difficult it is, we must go through. <sighs> okay, this is this is Christelle. Authentic, real, putting herself out there for all of us here. Yeah. Yeah, so... I remember, like, a lot of times, my mom was really angry because mm-hmm. she was going through so much. Mm-hmm. And me being the elder one, so... Mm-hmm. Naturally, there was a lot of expectations put on me. Mm-hmm. Um... Honestly speaking, my mom did a pretty well done job. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. bringing us up, mm-hmm. even her situation. Like, she went through a lot. Like, um, she also was a very career-driven woman. Mm-hmm. She had a she had a really really successful costume business mm-hmm. back in the eighties the nineties. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then when my dad left, mm-hmm. all his debt was put onto her, mm-hmm. and because she was the the wife then slash guarantor, mm-hmm. she had to give up everything her career her savings to the point she became bankrupt. Mm. And when I was 10 years old, I I came out of, uh, back then we, we didn't even have a house, so we had to stay at her shop. Mm. So I came out of the shop and she was talking to her friends. One of them was my goddad. Mm-hmm. I heard her say she wants to kill herself and so basically she was going through some suicidal tendencies and mm. all that so um, I just ran back to the shop and yeah just only when I grow up really then I actually understood how much how much she, she went through mm. yeah. that must be very traumatic for a 10-year-old to hear that her mother wants to kill herself and so, so scary for you. But she's a survivor and that's something that she taught me. Mm. Yeah. I think it runs in the family. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, you know, um, as you said, you know, growing up, you, you have to be at the brunt of your mother's anger. But now looking back, you know, you, you, you have matured, right? And looking back, you realize what, what she was going through at that point of time. Yeah, so that, that understanding probably shed a new light for you, right? Now that you look back, how she parents you, right? So how, how was it? How was the parenting style? when you were growing up? She was really, very really protective. Um, mm-hmm. So even when it, comes, when it came to like school trips, uh, school camps, those that mm-hmm. where we had to stay overnight elsewhere, mm-hmm. she, she never allowed me to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, which really made me like upset because obviously I feel like I was left out, you know. Mm-hmm. When all my all my classmates or schoolmates they are in their excursion attire and I'm the only one who will be in a school uniform and then being mm-hmm. left behind in school together with the minority of kids mm-hmm. with uh, other teachers, right? Um, yeah. So it's things like that that make me feel uh, why why can't why can't mom just let me go? Mm-hmm. I guess. She was really afraid that you know things would happen to me and all that. Um, we were very very secretive mm. and very very really low key about where we stayed. Mm. So I couldn't I couldn't let any of my friends come over to the house, and I also couldn't go over to my friend's house. So for for, for the whole of primary school, secondary school, it was just go school, come back home, go school, come back home. And then uh, I was only allowed to go out with my friends 
during the the end year school holidays, but I also mm. had a curfew, which was like ten pm. Mm. Mm. Uh, I mean, it's like I I will always grow up. I I've grown up to be really afraid to make my mom upset and angry. So that makes me really secretive by nature, you know, because it's how I was sort of uh, uh, psycho. I don't know if psycho is the right word. Mm-hmm. So, and then because my brother, and then I'm also like more gu- gullible in a sense, I will get easily bullied and my mom knows that and she sees that compared to my brother where he's more outspoken and he will dare to, to fight back, per se. So she would allow him to just go out um, when I couldn't. Like, let's say he's 10 years old now and then I'm 14, right? Mm. At 10 years old, he could go out with his friends, but at 10 years old, I couldn't. So <laughs> things so. It was really, really upsetting for me to see, like, is this, is this um, being unfair or whatsoever? Hmm. So, you know, um, I, I can't even try to imagine because, you know, when, when a child is young, they want to be part of the group, right? They, they don't want to be, be, be stick out like a sore thumb. Like you say, everybody go for excursion. You kind of being the one left behind. And, and it's like, why can't I be part of this with everyone else, right? And and not to be able to tell other people about your family, not to be able to share, you know, um, or even invite friends or even friends invite you, you have to say no. Yeah. And you can't even also come and say, oh, come, come play with me after school. That must be so hard on you growing up. Yeah, that's why, you know, um, make you feel that it's very difficult for you to share things. Yeah, yeah. That's why, you know, you talk about you being maybe secretive. Yeah, but that's just how you are being conditioned, right? That um, you are not able to share certain things, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and probably make you very timid as well, right? You know, just just don't pay any attention to me. You know, I, I just want to 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 fade away. Don't don't pay attention to me, right? Because there's so much that I I can't talk about. So she always says this, like, I'm I'm someone who who will just sweep things under the carpet and hopefully they will just go away. <laughs> because since young, I've been like that. Mm. I I don't speak up. Mm. Really, really soft-spoken. Mm. Um, I remember there was once, uh, I had to wear my pyjamas for one month straight. <laughs> and she didn't know about it until I told her. I told her I was something proud of. I was like, well, I wore this for one month, you know? <laughs> And it's just like, huh? No wonder you got rashes all over your body. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can yeah, it must be so so painful for you as a child, right? To to have to not talk about things, not being able to cry about it, not being able to let it all out to the one person that's supposed to be and, and you say she's very protective towards you, but because of the situation, right? It also kind of condition you to don't don't talk, don't talk about it. Just just keep quiet. Yeah. Put everything away. Yeah. So yeah, that's my story, I guess. That is so tough, right? 
and and you were saying that um because of the circumstances and the situation that she was being thrust into like your your father walked out and there was debts and she she was almost bankrupt and she has to you know um, she was bankrupt she's not almost bankrupt yeah, she, she, she was bankrupt. bankrupt and then she's have two young children to yeah. to to uh feed in that sense right yeah so so probably she didn't know how how to then manage all these emotions at the same time being yeah, the loving mom that every child wants. Yeah. yeah. So she was really, really going through so much. And it didn't help that she had she had no no one, like none of her family, like my aunts, my uncles weren't there to help her. Mm. They I mean even though it's the same blood, but they could just turn turn a blind eye on her. Mm. And shut every door. Mm. It was really, really difficult. So a, a young mother with two very, very young children put in that situation, right? Really so many things at that point of time. Yeah. So but as a child, right? It's also you are entitled to be loved, right? As a child, you also um you also needed to be natural and loved. You know, um, she doesn't know how to give it to you. Yeah. So, and how how does that make you feel? You know, at that point of time. I guess she showed love in a. Yeah. She she, we used to have. I used to like give her hugs and kisses mm. before things got really bad. Mm. It, I guess all these hardships made her turn into a very um. I don't know, cold, cold mm. person. Mm-hmm. Cold and angry. Mm. She, she was really, really bitter last time. Mm. Because she's always so angry, so I'm always very scared to make her angry. And she shows love in a sense where it's a typical like, oh, we buy food for you, we take care of you, you live under my roof. Mm. Uh, means you live by my rules. Mm. Yeah. So I guess that's her form of love. It's not that she did she 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 doesn't love me or mm. all that. Mm. She does uh, things would have been different if you know she didn't go through all that. Because mm-hmm. I think she's she's an amazing mom. <laughs> Many things that she maybe tried to put it across could have been done in a better better way. Mm-hmm. Less angry, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it it was, I'm really glad it did go through to me, sort of. Yeah, I mean, now a 24-year-old you would totally um, understand what your mother was going through at that point of time because you are 24-year-old right now. But to an 8-year-old child, right, it's yeah, no, very hard I- to understand. Right. Why was my mother so angry with me? Why can't I have friends over? Why can't I go to their house? Why Why is it that I'm not living in a home like everyone else? So that's tough. That's tough. Yeah. Because she 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 had no one like all her family members just turned their backs on her. So she was very scared that uh all the more why would strangers help? Hmm. So that's why that explains her protectiveness mm. around us. 
mm-hmm. to the point that we cannot even tell our friends where we live and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. And then, of course, you know, you talk about so unfair. Why is it that my brother can <laughs> get more independent than me at a younger age? Yeah. But I guess, like, because um, she, she always tells us that me and my brother have very different personalities and my brother will more likely know how to protect himself rather than me because I'll probably just end up crying (laughs) and then not doing anything. (laughs) Whereas my brother will probably like try and punch that person, you know, (laughs) stand up for himself. Mm. Mm. So that's a form of love. Right, her her love, her way of showing you love is is her way of thinking that oh, this is the way I I, I want to protect you so that um you will not come into any harm. Yes. But a ten year old to a twelve year old child is why are you restricting my freedom? I, I want to be like my friends. I, I don't want to be the one that is odd. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yes. Yes. Exactly. That was what I I always had in my mind mm-hmm. growing up. So how you know how how much you say all these things is is um kind of make you who you are today? At least, um, at least the the fact that even even with like mobile phones, right? Uh, in secondary school, primary school still too young. So in secondary school, my friends' classmates already had iPhones and all that. Hmm. Where I couldn't even bring my phone to school, I had to go home. Uh, to use the phone mm-hmm. and if I needed a call call that I had to use my friend's phone to call mm-hmm. to call home right so uh, that part I actually thank my mom for that mm-hmm. at least when I knew how I, I was exposed sort of exposed to the internet world I was old enough to understand what is right and wrong mm. compared to kids nowadays who uh have their iPads, iPhones at seven, eight years old, and there's and I don't know what they're serving on the net, mm. and it's making them like it's it's teaching them the wrong things, or rather they don't even know that they are learning the wrong things mm. because parents don't control. Mm. So the fact that my mom controlled. The, the phone and make, uh, only allowing me to to hit out my friends like during the year end school holidays and uh, at sec four that that actually made me really thankful mm. and simple things like not using the phone during meal times is something that I instill in myself even till today. Like if I am talking with you at over over lunch, I try not. I do my best not to even look at my phone. Just silently and put it in my bag so that hundred percent of tension is on you mm-hmm. and at the situation. So that's what uh my mom instilled in me. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So so you know certain things turn out to be positive. Yeah. Yeah. Right now, right when you look back. Yeah. Oh, I I I'm um you know we 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 say that we want to talk about you know um how our parents were growing up while we were growing up, you know, and 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 this this has um, evolved into something that is a very personal sharing, you know, Christelle. And uh, it's it's very 
really very brave of you to want to put all this out there. Thank you. Is it your turn now <laughs> to share? Ah, about me, my how, oh man, I have, yeah, I'm, I'm, to think that being a child that's many, 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 many years ago. <laughs> yeah, I think one of the reasons um, we connect is also because I'm also coming from, a, I also came from a single parent family. Um, yeah. And um, I, I didn't, I, I, I never even, you know, I, I didn't even have a father, you know, from very, very young. Hmm. Um, so it's just me and my mom. Um, as far back as I can remember. And we were living together with my maternal grandparents. So it's a very, um, I think in those days, right, um, you have two or three generations living together. And it, it's a very um, unique environment for me because my mom being the single mom, again, like yours, she has to work very hard right to support uh, me financially and of course um, her own parents because we're all living together um and she she is um she's a very strong she was a very strong woman and um her focus is really external right so what i had was actually my grandparents right um i would say literally i was brought up by my grandparents and I was very, very lucky because my grandparents are super, super, you know, that kind of super, super loving type, right? Very loving, very gentle. So until I was kind of like a spoiled bread like, when I was young. Really? <laughs> because I, I'm, I'm the only child, right? So and me and my mom, we were living with my grandparents. So there were altogether four grandchildren, but because I was living with my grandparents, obviously they loved me the most. So even though among the four of us, um, there was my, my I have one um, male cousin and the other three are all girls. So, you know, in, in tradition, in those days or in traditionally, um, very traditional family might favor a boy over a girl, right? Um, yeah. Um, grandchild. But my grandparents loved me you know, over my, my, my cousin, right? So I was, I was totally, um, you were the queen. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. The, <laughs> totally. The queen, uh, totally loved by my grandparents. I think my grandma was still kind of, she tried to be fair, right? Because eventually my three other cousins also, uh, at some point of time, they also came and lived with us. She tried to be fair. And of course she also have that, you know, oh, um, oh, oh, grandson, they, they want special, right? So, one good example is, you know, like chicken, right? When she cooked chicken, uh, you, know, you know, this drumstick thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the favorite one will get the drumstick, right? So obviously there's only one pair of drumsticks, but there are four of us. Mm. So I don't have to tell you who got the drumsticks, right? <laughs> so I always feel very bad for my, these two, these other two cousin sisters, right? When I grew up, like when I think back, right, I feel really bad for them. But they never get the drumsticks. It's always me and my 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 this um uh, male cousin. So I was I was very um lucky in the sense that my grandparents almost took over the role of my own parents and they loved me to bits. Mm. Um I also grew up without a father figure. I never even met him. And uh, and my mom 
she she was a very strong person and she also also one that doesn't show love you know she she doesn't um she doesn't hug she doesn't kiss nothing you know no physical affectionate nothing right and she was also a very uh, forceful personality and and she has that um you know she come across as somebody who has a very um strong and fierce energy right so I remember everybody around me, right? Of course, my generation, my three other cousins and my aunties, uncles, that means my mother's generation, everybody were kind of like scared of her because, okay, she's the oldest among her peers, her generation. And because of her, this very strong and fierce um, energy, right? everybody's scared of her one, you know? So, so I, I she was, there, right? I know, great up, oh, I have a mom, but I'm not close to her at all. I wasn't close to her at all. Okay. Yeah. So, but like I said, you know, my grandparents kind of compensated, oh, right? Yeah. Compensated the love that I didn't have. Mm. But um, just very unfortunate that when I was, I think, um, eight years old, seven or eight years old, both of them passed away very quickly within six months of each other. Uh, I remember my my actually my grandfather was the one that always have a lot of medical condition, but my grandmother passed away first, and very soon after she passed away, my grandfather also passed away. So which means is now me and my mother, right, the two of us. So it was a very um lonely childhood from then onwards because my mom is not somebody who would like you know, show affection to her is, but of course, you know, she also had to work, which is quite unusual, right? In those days, usually it's the father who went out to work, but she has to work to support me. Yeah. So again, like you, um, um, it's very difficult to talk about my family because I, I don't have a father, right? Uh, it's very weird when you're young, you, you didn't know how to explain, you know, why yeah. is it that your family unit is different from, Everyone else. And you also don't understand like yeah. why why like why is it that I don't have a dad, you know, that kind yeah, of thing. It's, it's it's difficult, right? Yeah. And but the only thing about my mom is I think she showed affection by giving me a lot of things. Oh, okay. You know, within her, you know, whatever, even sometimes I would say not within her means, right? She would she would like uh, give me a lot of nice things, you know. Um so it is it's um maybe maybe in her own way she's trying to use material things to compensate um love right so i i i but but slightly different from you i i can't invite friends to my house and being an only child you know it's it's very lonely right you go back there's nobody to play with you and i will always invite people to my house you know, to, to, to play with me or, and if cousins come to my house, you know, I have these three other cousins, right? We're actually very close. Growing up, we are very close. And I would give things away, you know, Christelle, because to me at that point of time is because I have so many, um, like I have very nice stationery. I have very, um, yeah, basically stationery, like, you know, I have really nice things. And I very quickly, I learned that if I give things to people, people want to be my friends. Oh, you know, they friends come to my house and say, Oh, you know, your, your pencil case is very, very, very pretty. You then want to give it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you want to take, you know, I'm I'm I will give, you know. So that yeah, I, I think 
yeah, I think now that talking about it, right, I, I feel that it, it's a kind of, um, because when you have friendship, it kind of feed that, that emptiness, right? Right. That, that hunger that, that I'm not, the kind of love that I'm not getting from my mom. Mm. The kind of, um, um, yeah, the kind of human relationship that I'm not getting from my mother. Mm-hmm. At that point of time, it's only your friends, right? So, and, and I realized that very quickly I become Miss Popular because, you know, people like me because I always give things away. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I would, and if anybody come to me and they say, oh, I like this, you know, this thing, I, I would give, I would give. Yeah, to, to kind of, um, yeah. So I, I think I really crave um, relationship when I was young. Um, yeah, so I always like to have friends coming to my house. You know, I, I, didn't, I didn't kind of um, become an introvert. In fact, you know, I, I, I really enjoy having friends around me. Yeah, because my mom is hardly at home. She was hardly at home. Um, she enjoyed her social life. So besides work, you know, she she enjoys going out, you know. Yeah, if if I think back, I don't think my mother was ever cut out to be a mom per se. You know, some some women are like very motherly, right? That you you know that even you know, even some people, okay, for example, a, a young person who is not a mother, right? Or 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 let's say a father, but when they see a child, they know how to take care of the child, right? They know how to go, oh, you know, carry the baby. Like the or maternal carry the instincts will come. Yeah. Yes, the maternal instinct. Or they see a, a, a younger child, they know how to talk to that child. Right. They know how to play with the child. My mother was not that. Okay. You know, throughout my growing out years, when I was young, no. When I was in my teens, when you can kind of have a decent conversation, you know, no. So she she doesn't have that, right? She uh, sorry, she didn't have that. So I think now I, I think that in a way, my I don't think my mother was cut out to be a mom. You know, she never had that maternal instinct, right? Yeah. So again, like you, I many, many years later, of course, I understood and I, I felt that it's it's really not her fault. Mm. And she doesn't know how to mother. Right. She just didn't know how to. It, it's not in her D- DNA even, her makeup to be a mother. Right. So, yeah. yeah. So that, that was me growing up without a father figure like you. Um, but also with a mom who doesn't know how to show the kind of love that I would have wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, heart, heart, over. Virtual heart, virtual heart. <laughs> to our to people who listen to us, it's still Zoom. Um, we still want to uh, still want to practice this um, um, safe thing. So we are not seeing each other. It's still over Zoom. So I'm giving Crystal a virtual hug. I'm giving Ivy a virtual hug. I wish we could do this like like face to face. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! Then we need one box of tissue paper. <laughs> I think ten boxes. <laughs> Uh, we will need one box of tissue paper for oh. each other. <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, you know, it's it's um, yeah, and and also I don't know, I don't know. I mean, people like to talk about you know um, yeah, you know, the difference between the Western culture and the Eastern culture. You know, the Western culture is a lot of 
hugging, you know, I love you, you know, a lot of verbal, a lot of physical um, show of affection. And Asians are supposed to be more... Um, Prim uh, and proper. Yeah, we are more... Uh, Cold and uh, distant. Control. We don't, yes. you know, it's, it's too emotional to say words, you know, you, you don't hug. Yeah, some, some people kind of say, okay, that's the difference between the two cultures. Or there are also people who say, oh, no, this is uh, the traditional parenting is like that. You know, um, it's a traditional parenting. It just, it is what it is, right? Yeah, but but sometimes I also just want to think about it as in circumstances. Mm-hmm. Circumstances, the makeup of the person, because some people are just more affectionate. Yeah. Right and and they are they are totally it's it just them they don't even feel awkward that yeah, I have to verbally say I love you or I have to give you a hug they don't feel awkward it's just it's them but some people it's just more okay I I I will you know it's very difficult for me to 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 verbalize it mm. or to show it right yeah yeah actually this bring me you know um to to that um that book about um. What was this book? It's about um the different ways to show your love. There are different ways to show your love. Um, oh man, I can't remember. About parenthood? No, no, it's not about parenthood. Oh, it's just about, love in general. Yeah, it's love in, in general because different people show affection differently. True. Right? For example, some people feel that you know um verbal is very important. Mm. It's both ways, right? I, I will give you all my love by telling you. And in response, I also expect you to tell me. Mm. But when you don't say it, I will feel the hey, Do you love me or not? You know, in whatever relationship. Um, and some some people they 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 show their love by service, right? I, I feel that you know, um, if I love you, Krista, I will do a lot of things for you. Whether I'm you know, whether it's a love between parent, child, or a couple or friendship, right? Even for friends. Yeah. This is the, the uh five different types of love languages. Yes, the love, yes, 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 that's the that's a book. Yes, the different love languages, right? Mm. But all of us is different. Correct. That's why sometimes there's this conflict, right? So I, I wouldn't want to, to talk about, you know, it's, uh, no, I, I don't think it's really between different cultures, you know, the Western culture and Eastern culture. Maybe there's a little bit of that. That mm-hmm. we're supposed to be uh, Eastern, you know, in, in the Oriental or Asian culture, we are more supposed to be more conservative, right? Hence, we do not verbalize. We do not give hugs. Yeah, all traditional parenting or the new new way of parenting. Yeah, I, I just feel that it's really our own DNA makeup, right? Yeah, the the the, the love language. Well, actually, maybe maybe like okay for people my age, like when I was in poly, we actually do a lot of hugs. Like, mm. I'll just we we would just hug each other. Mm. So, I'm not sure whether this will affect like. The, my current generation and beyond, like Gen Z, like perhaps there'll be more affectionate parents already, mm. actually. Mm. Yeah, correct. I, I suppose, yeah, people, yeah, like I said, you know, maybe the younger gener- generation feels that it's totally fine to, to, to show physical affection. Mm. Right? You know, um, yeah, maybe this is another thing that we can talk about, right? Um, what is it? What's the term? Um, 
public um, show of affection. P- uh, PDA is it public PDA, display? Right. Yeah, yeah, public di- display. Yeah, it's something that we could talk about, right? Where yeah. where do you draw the line for PDA? <laughs> right? There's always yes. this line, right? For PDA. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. 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 So yeah, okay. yeah, it's PDA, yeah, right. Yeah. So mm, probably right, yeah. Oh, so moving forward, how about we chat about how we were shaped to become parent like maybe we start with you since you are a parent yourself yeah yeah I, I think I think for me right I was very um intentional when I become a mom that I totally don't want to be that kind of mother my mother was mm. right um because I experienced that kind of growing up without having um the love from her, um, the kind of love from her that I wanted. So I, I told myself that no, I'm I I I want to be the opposite, right? I really want to do the, you know, the total opposite, right? So um I gave up my career when I become a mom because I I felt that I want to be there for my child. And to me, you know, the it, it there's not even a question, you know, because I I I grew up without having my mom. But of course, you know, um, as I said, when I grew up, I understand she needed to work because there's no father figure. So she needed to work. Um, but for me, um, me and my husband decided that we could do with half of what we had, but we felt that it's important for the mother to be with the child when the child was growing up. Yeah, so I I gave up my career. I stay at home and I was very hands-on, right? Um, I did everything for them as in like from the basic necessity, the feeding, the bathing, the changing of diapers, wiping the backside, you know? So even eventually when I had my second child, uh, we did start to have a domestic helper. I still did all these things because I felt that to, to be there and to satisfy that child basic needs, that you build that kind of bond that is is. Unbreakable. Yeah, yeah, unbreakable. Yeah. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, so so of course, I also did a whole host of, you know, um, um, doing all the activities with them, you know, the, the bedtime story. And, and I was very conscious about also verbalize. Yeah, because, okay, actually now I think back, right, maybe my two children will have a different language of love, right? But growing up, I just show them the kind of language of love that I know through verbal and, and physical, right? To show them the affection. Yeah. Yeah. So so and 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 I think that that, that has been a very satisfying journey for me. Yeah. yeah which is right, which is which is why you wouldn't have it any other way. Yes. When you say the last episode. Yeah. So so basically your childhood was your motivation behind to uh give up your career and be the best mom you can you can be yeah 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 and i was also very um very mindful of my words with my children because um certain things can affect the child for the rest of his life correct i was very mindful with my words with my children as well um but having said all this, Christelle, right? I'm sure if you speak to my children, right, they probably say, yeah, actually, mom, you know, da 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I made many, many, many mistakes along the way, right? Uh, be it with my firstborn or my second one. 
um, I think most people make the most mistake with the firstborn because they are still learning the world. Yeah. <laughs> so unfortunately, you are also the firstborn. Yeah. Um, yeah, but like I said, you know, having said that, we I had my ideal, um, ideal picture Virgin, of how a yeah. good mother should be like. Yeah. I tried to be that, but I'm sure I wasn't. And I'm sure I made many, many mistakes as well. Yeah, but... Yeah, but it is what it is, right? <laughs> How about you? What do you think, you know, what kind of mother do you well, envision you're going to be one day? Okay, I mean, right now I'm definitely not ready. I'm nowhere near that yet. Uh, because, uh, so I, obviously because I grew up with a very angry mother, so... I have become a, also a very angry person. In the way I react to things, the way I, uh, uh, how to say, like my emotions-wise, if if it's something something that will have to make me angry, definitely my first reaction is to be angry. The first emotion that comes to my mind is to be angry. And I know for a fact that I have to change this part because obviously your child will make you very angry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, a child being a child. <laughs> And I don't want to become a verbally abusive or even physically abusive kind of mom. Mm-hmm. I don't want that. I mean, not that my mom was physically abusive, just that verbally-wise, like what you say, mindful of your words. She was not mindful of her words. So, mm-hmm. And that really stuck with me for, for a really, really long time, even until now. Mm. So that is the number one thing that I will want to be, which is to be mindful of my words and not to be reactive even and to be really really like to really like patience so i i i have been watching a lot of tiktoks uh videos right and there are a lot of parenting sort of videos where the mom would just video the 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 interaction between her and the child right and when the child is throwing a tantrum i remember there was one video the child is throwing a tantrum he 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 like just keep crying, he just kept crying and so what the what she did, the mom did was she she literally just hugged the child and keep using words like yes, they are like only two years old, but they actually understand what you're saying, you know. So it's like simple things like tell me what you want with words. Um I don't understand you. You have to tell me what you want. You know, it's just keep repeating this until it gets into their system, the child's system, like the child's brain. So, and the moment she hugged him, uh, or rather she actually asked him, do you want to hug? And he was like really resistant at first. And then she just kept asking and asking until he said yes. So the moment they hugged, he totally just relaxed. So I think, I think that's something that uh, I would want to instill as well in terms of physical affection and Patience. Mm. Mm. Not to be angry. The first reaction is to never be angry at your child. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, human basic needs, you know, Crystal, is still that physical connection. You know, um, especially when a child is young, when they have no understanding of meaning of words yet, it's, it's really that, that that physical touch, right? You know, that's why, um, yeah, talking about that, right? I, I never um, ever believe in 
uh, disciplining my kids with um, so-called physical punishment, whether using my hand or using a cane. I never cane my kids. I never use my hand. Um, because really, you know, it's, it's a physical touch, right? Is it a touch of love or is it a touch of uh, violence? Yeah. You know, yeah. so so that, that physical touch to me is, is really build that bond, right? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. So I, I, I'm... Um, you know, once we, we you know, podcast is it's just like whatever that you post on the internet, right? It will be there for like forever. <laughs> I'm, I'm just okay. it will be very interesting the day you become a mother when you listen back to this. If you think mm-hmm. of this podcast and listen back to it, right? Yeah. So we we let's let's kind of make a date right for that day. Huh? Wait, wait, let me ask my question. When? when will I get married and get my first child? <laughs> we don't know, right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right to say that the day I really become a mom and then I listen back to this, how would I, how would I be? You know? <laughs> I remember this. I remember this. So that I can actually maybe make a reaction video or something and post it on YouTube. <laughs> Or just say, hey, I need our date is today. Oh, yeah. And well, we talk about that. So I said, let's have a date on that day. Okay. Yeah. Right. I think, you know, I, I really applaud you for being so vulnerable today. We totally didn't know that this is going to happen. Um, really, really put ourselves out there today, Christelle. Thanks for being with me. Yeah. This is a hard yes. for you. Hard <laughs> for you. Oh, virtual love and virtual heart. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and and um, any one of you out there, if it has been a difficult childhood growing up, or it has been a lovely, lovely parenting that you receive, share with us. Share mm. with us yeah. your experience. We'd like to hear from you. To end off, um, like. I knew you you mentioned to me your friends will always ask you how do you do it if your if your if your children? Uh, yes. So yeah, so how do you do it? <laughs> um I think I, I okay, when I became a mother, I really just used the principle of I did not want to be like the kind of mother my mother was. And I know it's really bad for me to say this, but really that was my guiding principle. Mm. But having said that, I have, I have two children I have, and I have one boy and one girl. It's still, yeah, you, you can't one size fits all, mm. right? Every child is different. And and you, you just need to kind of tweak a little bit to... to yeah, I, I just feel that it's, it's so, so important to understand how the child is, right? Yeah, but of course, then my, my guiding principle is really, yeah, I want, I want to not only let them hear it, that I love them, not only let them feel it, that I, 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 I hug them a lot, you know, that I love them, and also to kind of, yeah, show it to them, right? Things that we do. To show it, to show them that we are, hey, I'm here. Mama is always here for you. Mm. Yeah. For myself, despite having a difficult childhood, mm-hmm. I 
um, I will always, now that I'm more self-aware, I have a better understanding of what, when I think back on my mom went through, what my mom, my, what she went through. And like you said, being the first child, because she, I was her first child, so obviously all the mistakes will be made with me. <laughs> I think it's really important for us to heal from our trauma, mm-hmm. for us to really understand um, that my that our parents were learning as well how to be parents, how to mm-hmm. take care of us. And I think it's it's I'm really lucky that she didn't give up. Mm-hmm. Me and my brother, she chose to survive. She chose mm-hmm. to hang on. Mm-hmm. So. It's really important for us who went through tough childhood <laughs> to forgive our parents. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's the thing, you know, Crystal said it. Every baby, yeah, unfortunately, they don't come with operating manual. Yeah. So every parent have to kind of figure their way out. <laughs> To educate and be self and be more self aware, yeah. Like just like how you how you do it, you educate yourself and you're self aware, you know. Yeah, yeah. So that's something that we should instill in ourselves if we ever want to be future parents. For I'm talking for future parents, <laughs> educate and self aware. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, let's um wrap up today's episode. Um, Thanks for very listening. heartwarming. No, very heartwarming sharing, Crystal. Yeah, thank you. You also shared plenty, <laughs> not just me. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That's what we want to do on this platform, right? Yeah. Okay, guys. Thanks for listening. And like I said, you know, um, share with us. And if you feel that you just want to share privately, you can also DM, PM any one of us. We are happy to have that conversation. Yes, we are. Take care, stay safe. And we'll see you, or rather, we'll talk to you next episode. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.